Welcome to the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast 2023. If you like what you hear today, make sure to follow us at Boom or Bust NRL on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to the podcast. Welcome to our Round 16 Team List Tuesday podcast and State of Origin 2 uh, team list as well. I'm Stuart Lord and tonight I'm joined by our uh, deported Kiwi and fantasy diehard Adam Middleton. Hey, how are you going? Kia ora, how are you going? And we also have us joining shortly after he's made his uh, typical uh, steak sandwich. We have uh, we will have Mitch Brown joining us shortly. So I, th- I think at the moment he's just throwing something up. So look, let, let's kick us off for this week. Um, Adam, how'd you go? Did you crack the thousand? Nah, nah, nine, nine. 38. I missed out on a couple of um, big ones. Um, essentially, Captain Hines, which has been really publicised, and um, yeah, missed out on um, Garrick as well. So, but that's all cool. Onwards and upwards. I'm now ranked at 1567. So, made lost like 600 ranks. But as you know, it's real part at the top. So, even one point can drop you about 10 places. Yeah, mate. Uh, it's, it's certainly gross there. And I, I must say, I went back uh, 30 odd places or 40 places. So I'm up to rank 160, uh, 1,028 this week. So, mate, just so, so you're aware, like a friggin' 1,028 didn't move your head this week. And I was I was in trouble, mate. I was on like 700 going into the last game. <laughs> and I Captain Hopgood <laughs> and no Garrett. So. Oh, that's cool. Mate, I, I did well. I think uh, Haas, uh, Haas Moses SJ all pulled one out for me. Oh, and Burton, they all pulled one out, so. Doing all oh, right. dear Burton, that's a good shout, eh? That's a good shout. That's it. Oh, thanks to Nick Lord, who's away on parenting duties tonight, but he should be back soon uh, for that one. And he certainly covers that by period well. The only thing is my round 17 log jam caused by having good guys like Burton, but I'll just have to wear it. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that in a little bit, eh? That's it. Well, look, let's... Let, let me kick off with the things that we got wrong. So I, I must say, I think the news that, you know, uh, among other things, you know, Mitch Moses has gone to origin, some of the injury stuff has gone on. I reckon I buy planned a bit too early this year. So I've held guys from like round eight for round 16, which, you know, the fantasy NRL gods just laugh at you when you do that. So I've, you, you know, I've got Joe Tarpney because it's Reese Robson. There we go. That's a perfect example. I've got Reese Robson and Moses this week who would absolutely slap it. And of course, they're not there. So I think next year, I'll take buy planning into consideration, but I won't lean too hard into it. How about you, Adam? What, what about you? What, what did you get wrong this week? Yeah, very much the same. Um, planned, planned far too in advance. So I picked up little, I think, last week, because I, um, as, you, as you may recall, the buy schedules between the two were excellent. Um, yes. And so, yeah, I just picked up a little thinking, thinking Robson and going to... Yeah, no, fair enough. That's pretty rough, mate. Uh, and then I've still got Liero, um, Ramian as well, um, Harpany, Hines, just, again, all of them that kind of just held, held on to for the buy period, held on to because their guns and never really um, let go of them just because, yeah, the buy period was too nice. I gotcha. 
Well, look, we'll, we'll get into a few of those guys later. Let's talk about the leagues. So, fortunately, Nick not here tonight. I'll if I he sends those leagues info through. Otherwise, uh, please send your hate, hate mail if you're in Nick's leagues to Nick Lord. So, if you don't get read out this week, uh, but in the overall league, Brenton Vickery is leading the league. He's also six overall. Well done to you, mate. Uh, in the chaos mode. Good friend of the podcast, Dean McKenzie, absolutely slapped out an enormous score, 1146. Which has to be like top 100 or something like that scores this week. Because that's filth. Absolute filth. So you, you'll move up the rank surely with that sort of score, mate. Well done. And in the competitive league number two, Callum Brock pulled out a 1090, which is absolutely enormous. So well done to you as well. It's outstanding. Oh, mate, there's some absolute degenerates in these leagues. So it's it's really tough. Like it's funny it's in a lot of the leagues. Like uh, just say the Panthers overall, I'm actually doing better than I am in in some of my, the uh, actual head to head or overall leagues that I'm in. That showing you how tough it is. Uh, look, Mitch will be with us shortly, so we're going to skip the injuries because there's a few to talk about in there, like Luke Brooks, Appy, and others. Let's move over to the naughty corner. Now, look, there's a bunch of fines here. There's actually like 15 people before the judiciary this weekend. Uh, absolutely enormous. The big ones, Christian Welsh. So uh, hip drop, one to two matches for him. I think he's accepted it, so he's going to miss a week. Uh, obviously, Joe Brewer Hargraves and Spencer Linney got double fines. So Joe Brewer Hargraves has paid $6,000 to lose badly to the Panthers. And Spencer <laughs> Linney uh, is going to pay something like $3,600 to win. So uh, good luck at preseason training next year to those guys at the Roosters. The other big one, Mitch Barnett returns to form. Uh, grade 2 careless high tackle. Once uh, He'll miss a match. Anyone else here? Jackie Whiten is on, you know, he's not really fantasy relevant this year, but he's on his last leg uh, with his third and subsequent offence. Uh, and same with Murata Niakore. Uh, again, grade one high, careless high tackle. So again, join these guys. Just be aware these third fences are really worrying. The other big one, Jake Turpin shoulder charge. So he's up for a $3,000 fine and he'll be his third and next defense next time. So just be aware he could be up for a big suspension if he does a grade two. So let's get to the really interesting thing of the day. Adam, origin teams, looking at the Queenslanders, what are the, what are the changes there? Um, so we've got Coates instead of Cobbo, which has been well publicised. Um, we've got Lindsay Collins and Tino Sumalawi starting at props. Um, Nanoise come in um, for Gilbert with the injury. Um, and then Mo Fodawaka has come in for the... Who, who missed out? Uh, Mo Fodawaka is coming for um, Dry Arrow. Thank you. Yeah, that was the last one. I um, completely forgot about that. Right, Arrow, to be honest. Right. Um, but for New South Wales, what do we have? Latrell Mitchell's been named, besides not being able to train until, I think, Sunday. Um, Moses, instead of Cleary, which has really stuffed up everyone's fantasy sides. Um, <laughs> clearly, um, Freddie doesn't play fantasy. Um, Cook's come in for Appy Curacao because of the broken jaw, which we'll get to a bit later on. Um, Uchikomanu comes in um, 
and Robson comes in for Hines. So Hines is completely dropped. Otakamano comes in for... TPJ. Uh, uh, TPJ. Yeah, and then Paulo starts. Yeah, which is good. Like, that's that's the front three that you really want to see is Paulo, Haas, and Yo all playing at the same time. So the big other surprise, I think, is Hudson Young, despite only playing, like, 35 minutes game one and being a defensive liability, is still in the side. So whether he swaps out for Liam Martin at some point or Liam Martin plays middle minutes, I don't know. I guess it depends on how Hudson Young goes, right? Yeah, I, I thought you'd see Liam Martin um, come into the second row. I, I'm I'm aware that there is concussion. Like, I know Liam Martin passes concussion protocols, but is there something still lingering? Because it seems quite odd that he's coming off the bench, considering oh, he was, it, like, the it, best it, player. It could be a late game change, but I think it's... I think the part of the issue with game one was that Hudson Young was a bit of defensive liability on the edge there. It could be that they just work a whole bunch on that because, Ooh. like, I also think essentially they're short on middle forwards at the moment because guys like Angus Crichton, they're just not fit. So, uh, and obviously Cam Murray, they, they need to roll into that small forward role. Uh, but yeah, interesting one. I do like the addition of Reese Robson there who uh, can play a bit of middle middle forward as well as hooker. So that should be good. The um, I was surprised. Yeah. I was actually hearing that uh, Cam McInnes was a real shot for that role. So I don't know. Yeah, I heard, I heard the same things. I'm also surprised that Stephen Crichton is sitting at 18. I thought he was behind Luai, behind Martin, one of their best players in game one. It's, yeah, they're just, and this, I think, I think this is the first time that, that Freddie hasn't picked an outside back on the reserves, which is, I find quite funny because the big thing that's been in the media is that they, the centre lost in the game, right? So I think Hines has been a bit hard done by. But yeah, Stephen Crichton being an 18th man, that was amusing. I thought he could have taken Adokar's spot on the wing or something. Yeah, that's it. Oh, look, I think, I think look at this side, if they, if they really need to shuffle someone, it'd probably be uh, Martin or Murray, who've got that little bit of extra leg speed, probably out to a centre, oh. I'm guessing there. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, or maybe Young. So one of those three. Probably you play at centre at a pinch. All right. Yeah, but that's the same with Queensland, though, right? The big thing was that um, Fafita and Gilbert went off at the same time, and they don't have um, anyone on the reserve bench that could play second row again, so I guess they were going to rely on Cotter. Yeah, that's it. It's it's, it's very interesting in their side uh, that they are short that player with all those middles in there. Uh, Very interesting. Mitch, thoughts? Any any uh, big standouts for you from these origin sides? Um, as far as inclusion goes, I think the biggest standout is Mitchell Moses being included. I know we've spoken about it a few times this year, but I think he's been having a career year and he's certainly the most interesting player selected out of the uh, 17 they've come up with. And I think he actually might end up being the best of the bunch, right? That's it. I... I think that he's he's certainly got that uh, running game and that quick movement, which I'm not sure that some of the other guys like Reynolds or Hines have as far as the extra pace. Like I know Hines, he kind of does that gliding movement, but it's it's different to that sheer pace, which Moses can bring. 
So he is a good middle ground between those two, between a bit of the running game of Hines and the kicking game of Moses. Uh, sorry, of uh, Reynolds. The, yeah. the other interesting one, uh, Adam, who kicks goals in the New South Wales team? Um, Are you thinking it's I Moses would... or is it Latrell? Yeah, um, I think it's Latrell. Doesn't even doesn't even a very good strike rate, Latrell. And you, this this is this is just a stage shit for him, mate. Big game, Latrell comes back. He's the one player that I was hoping was going to miss out from a Queensland supporter. Mm. I yeah, at the scary prospect of Latrell and Turbo in the same side. That's it. How about you, Mitch? What, who who are you putting money on? Oh, Latrell. He, if he's actually, you know what I would do? I would see if Latrell is on. Like, if Latrell is Latrell, you've got to have, you've got to roll with the hot hand. But say he looks a little off during the game, you probably go with Moses. So it depends which Latrell Mitchell shows up. But generally speaking, in Origin, it's hard to go past him. Nice. I like it. The other big one, obviously, on the Queensland side, uh, Jeremiah Nanai beats at Felice Cafusi, the edge spot. Uh, thoughts on that, Mitch? Yeah, I think that's the right selection. I think maybe Felice has that higher octane as far as his hits, but with that come the risk of penalties and sin binning. So Nanai is a pick for the future, and he knows how to get a meat pie, and he's shown that before, and play through an ankle injury. Nice. And look, let, let's let's <laughs> get through that ankle injury. <laughs> mate. I, was, I was surprised you didn't get a laugh there, really. I was like, oh, it's great. <laughs> I, it, it, it took me a little while. Uh, very last one, uh, Stefano Udo-Kamanu. How do you think he'll go at him? Yeah, he, he's been a prospect waiting in the wings, isn't he, usually? So um, I think he's been in the 19 for the last couple of seasons for at least one game. So like, he's earned his jersey, I guess. That's it. And look, at least he, he probably won't have the same hot flash that TPJ or Spencer Lenny might have. Bit of a yeah, safer Yeah, absolutely. Too. All right. Yeah. Uh, and we're talking about the margin here. Look, I've got the Blues coming up for a big one in this one because they know the backs are to the wall and they like Freddie because they basically get to ask around for origin. So I reckon they're going to try and get up for this one. Big Blues win up in Queensland. How about you, Adam? Yeah, I've by 10. It's just the fortress of Suncorp. I like it. It is It is certainly a fortress, uh, especially if you want to buy a beer. It's, uh, you know, there's a lot of people in the lights. Uh, <laughs> How about you, Mitch? Uh, mate, I think, you know, I sit in Conspiracy Corner, so I'm going to say the Blues by six because it kills the Origin Series if Queensland get it done now. I like it. Their refs have been in the corner. Uh, all, right. all right. So, Mitch, let's get to the other big thing. Uh, injuries this week. Yep. Pretty, like a few good ones. Kick us yeah. off. Look, we'll go through the easy ones. So, Liam Martin, Category 1 HIA. He'll look to be uh, sort of that normal 11-day turnaround by the lookout, which has him out for Origin, which... Oh, no, he's named. No, no he's, he's named for Origin. He'll just make it. Yeah, okay. So only just though, right? Yeah. Uh, Moses Leota, Category 2, so he'll be back next week. Sammy Walker. Now, Stu, you've put this one in. ACL. Now, he was being managed with that new uh, rehab protocol, which we talked about oh, probably about a month ago involving using a knee brace and basically progressively bringing them into more knee flexion, which for you guys out there is more knee bend. You've got here his meeting with surgeons, so I don't have the good oil on this. What have you heard? Oh, no, just that he was meeting with surgeons to talk about his knee, basically, that it's, yeah. he hasn't played for a while. 
Yep. And obviously, if he's meeting with the surgeons about his knee, I'm guessing it's you're not meeting with them to tell get, get good news, right? Reading between the lines, mate, it looks like in that scenario, it has failed. Now, this type of uh, rehab is basically what they do is they put you in this knee brace to see if the ACL will spontaneously repair. So, a big old hematoma forms because of the swelling that's present. And what I'd suggest to you is it's failed. Now, I actually think it's worth the risk because you, you know, take like six to nine months off your rehab and having your own ACL is better than a hamstring. But my that would indicate to me they're at least considering it or possibly sort of having a bit of a powwow about, well, you know, where it's at now, what are the risks of it not healing or, or the risks of recurrence. So, we'll watch that space. But to me, reading between the lines, I think that probably means surgery for Sam Walker, which sort of secures uh, Joe Manu's spot at six potentially for a couple more weeks. So, um, so how long – okay, we're talking about ACL surgery, but are we talking about the 12 months ACL surgery or yep. is it more like a repair? Yep. Nope, it's twelve months. Wow! So, so, so they'd be doing yeah, yeah, it'll be big. It'll be big if it, it, and 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 that's basically because if it's a partial tear, which it's not, it was a full tear. If it's a partial tear, you just kind of let that heal and do its thing, right? You just don't touch it. If they're going to, I, I thought do, it was a great one string. Well, you're it's not. Well, not if they're going with surgeons. Well, that's that's what we're looking at here. So, uh, it's, uh, so I, it's I, likely I, not a grade one or grade two strain. Correct. I'm saying that that might not be true. Wow. Because you, you don't meet with surgeons for a grade one or two strain, mate. Like the only time I send people off is for that grade three. So something's not quite right there. Now, there could be a meniscus that we don't know about and they're looking to do a clean out there perhaps. And in that scenario, we're looking at that four-week mark. But that's it just doesn't smell right. Knowing the protocol he's been going through from what I've read, uh, I'm of the opinion that, you know, maybe it's a little bit worse than they're letting on. I gotcha. Uh, yeah, because he hasn't been sodded since round nine. So it has been past that sort of three to four weeks for a grade one strain, hasn't it? Well, grade one ACL, they tend to take a little bit slower than that. It, it could be, you know, we saw with, um, oh gosh, uh, Center for Manly last year, mate, who uh, had the ACL sprain, uh, Brad Parker, that he was out for quite a period of time. Oh, he was, they, he was they, out for about eight weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they really need to be sure about those ones. So so that's that's him there. So we really just don't know, but it sort of shores up Manu for a little longer. I got you. Uh, yeah, because I've got I've got I've got Fox Sports saying, and this was a month ago that he was looking to come back later this month. But yeah, no, obviously. And that that's about right with what they were doing, but it hasn't gone to plan, is what I'd say. But you know, as 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 I said just before, it could be a meniscus. We we can't be a thousand percent sure. But all I'll say is we don't have all the info right now. Uh, and, and meeting with surgeons, you don't meet with a surgeon unless you're really thinking we need to do something here. Gotcha. So, so Manu looks to be safe from Sam Walker for now. Awesome. All right. So Remus Smith, because he was a late scratching last week with a hammy. Yeah. So, you know, late stretching with a hamstring. I'm thinking, you know, unless he hasn't been named this week, I take no. it. No. Okay. So. Look, hamstrings, if he was a late scratching, I feel like they're probably just taking this week to be safe. I would expect him to be back the next week because if you're sort of going last minute there, you're on the verge of oh, playing actually, he has him. been named this week. He has, been. He has yeah. I was going to say, because if you're a late scratching, then he would have been, you know, nine-tenths of the way there. Uh, I'm not surprised he's playing based on the fact he was a late scratching last week. Eli Katoa, cut above the eye. Look, it was in a dangerous spot. Stu, has he been named this week? No. Okay. That... That that's um you know I'd be surprised if it was more than another week. They're probably just doing their due diligence with his eye, uh, so making sure that there's no no issues through there. So I would basically watch that space. 
Uh, Royce Hunt, do we have a diagnosis on his ankle at this point? Because the uh, hip drop typically is a syndesmosis. Yeah, that's what they're looking at is potentially speaking with surgeons. So, Okay, so, you know, again, you're speaking with surgeons. That's not looking good. So that'll be that sort of eight to ten weeks off that, that 70-odd day rehabilitation, which is not particularly good. Uh, Brinko Lee, ankle stew, was that a lateral ligament? Uh, you know how Brinko Lee's been kind of going off absolutely everywhere at the moment, like just for whatever reason at like every single day? It's it's mm. oh no, it's just a something. Uh, it's, it seems to be like a recurring niggle with him. Okay. So if we're looking at that, we're probably thinking more like an ankle joint injury, so sort of like the cartilage in the ankle joint. Uh, it might be the type of thing that he ends up having a uh, clean out of uh, at some point because if you kind of it's good and then it's not and then it's good and then it's not it's probably more like a chronic style issue so it's the sort of thing they're probably putting a bit of cortisone in to settle it down and take a bit of pressure off look to see him possibly come back in the next week or two based on that and then if he fails again and drops back out of the squad they might look to do a clean out so with Tavare who is obviously going to replace him, it's a bit of a week-to-week proposition because those ankles, if you put a bit of cortisone in and give him a bit of a rest sometimes in a boot, mm-hmm. they can come good. So, you know, while he might then drop out again, you might sort of have Tavare in and out over the next month. So it's hard to trust uh, where that's going to be. I like it. All right. Uh, Cody, walk with that quad strain, mate. What's happening? Yeah. Look, I talked to him after the game briefly while Emma tried to get a photo, which was all of about two seconds with people asking if he'd make the Origin squad. He didn't actually seem to have a limp, which is where that was going there. Like, he seemed to be fairly unimpeded. I'm going to say that that's probably a grade one, so maybe two to three weeks for Cody. I probably err towards two weeks because he sort of, you know, limped a little down the stairs as he was walking out and sort of mobbed by about 50 South Sydney supporters for photos and autographs, but he didn't look too bad walking around so, there. So, so likely back for in 17. Um, I, I would think so. Yep. Happy awesome. uh, Kyra Now, that uh, nasty broken jaw, uh, Tino for Sulamali is basically invincible as far as going to the judiciary. <laughs> I'm, I'm wagering that that's going to require surgery. So I would, say he'll be, I, I would say he'll be out for at least the next eight to 10 weeks, much like we saw with uh, Xavier Savage. So hopefully it doesn't have the same mental repercussions because that was just ugly. And I. <laughs> Heated in the game, um, he's going to be out for a while. Yeah, yeah he Luke, had surgery on Friday. Yep, that's that's not nice. And, you know, of all the outs, that really, really, really hurts the New South Wales squad because I thought he was one of their best on field. Luke Brooks, Hammy. So the classic, I was shot by a sniper. We've seen that a couple of times, once with Nathan Cleary this year. The other that comes to mind is Tom Travojevic. There's something about um, that uh, style of... Um, hamstring injury where it tends to be a higher grade i just have this feeling it's a grade two so we're looking at about six weeks with you know a max of about eight so we'll see how we go with that all right uh, so we'll have to actually have a look at Stafford toa adam mate maybe go have a look at do we have any data on Stafford toa in the halves <laughs> and uh, uh i'm on it Easy. And Adam's just uh, written in. We haven't seen him this year. We did see him very briefly after he had that um, door and recovered from it. And uh, I couldn't tell you, mate, if he's found his way into Sticky's naughty books. I did hear whispers that he was struggling mentally with contact after that hit. So they had him out on the wing and either he's not fitting the bill or he is struggling because you'd remember that was a really nasty jaw fracture. Like it, it looked wild. Um, and he probably so I'm not sure lost a bit sure of size happening. and weight because I know that 
all off season they're talking about him putting on black size to play as fullback. But I'm guessing yeah. eight, eight weeks of no solid food, mate. That'll that'll probably uh, slim you right down, eh? And to be honest, like I don't know if either of you saw it. It was proper displaced, and the poor bugger was just sitting there on the sideline, and God knows how long it took to get any proper analgesic into him uh, at a hospital. It would have been it would have been nasty. I'm sure the sports doc gave him some moral stuff, but it, it wouldn't have been nice at all. Uh, Final one, Josh Hodgson. Uh, Nick, I, I don't have any information on this. Stu, is he named this week? That's probably my best bet of giving you guys anything. Yeah, mate, it's it's just that he's not named this week. So he, he was he, he was a late he was a late scratching last week, and uh, he's obviously not named this week. So okay. is, is that normally right. is that more than a strain? I would say we're sort of in, you know, when we sort of said with um, Mitch Barnett that I said if he was more than one to two weeks, we were thinking discal, which it was, and it sort of resulted in, you know, a few months off, which is typically the case. If he is not named next week, we're thinking discal. So I, I generally find two weeks is the um, longer end of the spectrum. So that would be, you know, not playing last week and this week. If he's not named next week, we're starting to think discal, at which point all you hands owners like myself um are having happier days because he'll slide in there but we really don't know till next week whether it's discal or not because it's the type of thing that might have happened you know being a late scratch it could have happened two or three days before the game and he's still in fairly normal time frames of healing that said uh those nrl physios really know what they're doing that really is the longer end of that spectrum like it would have to be a pretty acute nasty strain to be at this sort of two-week limit so certainly if we're not getting him uh next week i'm thinking you know a, a factor of months nice probably between two and three good to know that's that's really good oil thank you mitch all right uh let's get down to the fantasy implications so obviously uh of origin and the buyers at the moment so really there's a few players from this origin squad which we probably got to talk about big one uh, out of the squads which will miss a lot of games from here is guys such as Mitchell Moses. The Eels from at the moment, they guys, they have a buy round 18. So Mitchell, if he plays the next two, will miss 16, uh, 18, 19. So, and obviously they, then they got the buy 27. Ugh, that's so gross. That's I'm it. glad I didn't pick him up, man. <laughs> oh, I did. So, look, there's 11 games left this year, or 12, I think, if you count round 16. So, and he's going to miss minimum four of them. And rounds, uh, like, next next week or round 17, uh, he's got the 3 p.m. Saturday game straight afterwards. So, if he gets beaten up, he may not back up. So, it's minimum four, possibly five of the remaining 12 games left for the season. So, that's pretty gross. Uh, yeah, and... Oh, and we also got confirmation from the Penrith staff today that Nathan Cleary, it is a six-week injury, so he will not be back for origin. Does that sound about right for you, Mitch? Yeah, I think we called that last week, didn't we, Stu? Yeah. And as I said to you both, I'll take it slow. So we're between six and eight. So, you know, it might be that he's back in six and he plays the dinner suit role for two, but we're not seeing peak Nathan Cleary for two months. So Gross. I don't even know if I'll get back on him for the rest of the season, if I'm perfectly honest. Easy, and then Nico's the bed last week as well excellent i'm going to be captaining sj for the rest of the season oh my god anyway. i am not i can't do it dude i can't get uh, guys who I do i get at half i freaking refuse to get sj i was waiting Burn. on moses Burn. like no no i uh, got a 75 last week bro give me another option 
I'm getting. Can I get Munster? What are the implications of Munster? Get to them. Okay, get okay. To them. <laughs> let's go to Munster. So, okay, well, let's go for the sides which finished round 19. So, look. Uh, so the Broncos obviously they missed 16 and 19. They do have a buy. I believe it's round 25 as well. So they're only starting their buys this weekend. But obviously, for a guy like Haas, you knew that you were going to miss 16 and 19 anyway. So really, it's wheels up for all the other games. Uh, that's also goes for guys like uh, Walsh, you know, all the rest of them. For the Panthers, they finish their buys round 19. So you can buy them from round 20, depending on how well you think that they're going to back up. So keep an eye on them. So that's the same as the Roosters and the Storm. The Titans actually finished their buys this weekend. So really, it's they just missed uh, round 19 from this point. So that's when you look to pick up also guys like Tino and Fafita. Uh, the Dolphins and the Warriors, they Warriors have the round 22 buy as well. So, but obviously they don't have any origin players. So it doesn't really matter. The guys to really be careful of and certainly not pick up until afterwards is the Seagulls and uh, the Knights and the Cowboys because they've just got too many games missing between now and the end of the season. Uh so yeah, so there's obviously a few guys that uh, that we'll look at there, especially Turbo, who we probably only want to pick up probably round 21 after he gets a rest after Origin, right, Mitch? Yep, that's correct. Even though he's playing like a stud. Uh, but look, rather than talk about last week's games, let's get into this week's games. So let's talk about the Cowboys and the Panthers. So for the Cowboys, Jason Tamalolo is back, which is great. Kuli uh, Kefu Finufuaki, he turns to the bench while Sam McIntyre makes his club debut. Zach Labert slots into the centres. Kyle Felt returns on the wing. And Drake, Jake Granville is number nine. So if you've held on to Jakey Granville, you're absolutely laughing. On the Panthers' side, it's mass changes, obviously, due to origin. Jamin Salmon comes in at 5'8". Tyrone Peach and Tom Jenkins uh, on into the back line. Zach Hosking, Luke Garner, and Matt Eisenhuth all return to the starting 17. Moses Leota, uh Despite failing the HIA comes in this week. Uh, anyone else interesting on the bench? No, that's pretty much it there. Oh, Sonny Luke, back at 14. So, Adam, kick us off. Best player last week, Scotty Sorensen. What are we thinking about him? We Obviously, we slept on him. He's gone from about 500k to 700k. But can we pick him up? Oh, did we sleep on him or what? Mm. Um, yeah, 770, 17k. Break even of 48. Now, listen to these last couple of scores. It's 45, 94, 55, 42, 67. Now, now he is dual, and that dual is nice. I think there's a bit of an outlier in that 94, personally. Um, but oh, not too yeah, yeah. I, th- I think, yeah. I, th- I think I think you're just buying an absolute... If, if you want to buy him, you're buying him as an absolute keeper. I think... I don't think he is going to be that just because Panthers seem to have way too many edges. He seems they seem to be doing on a sixty-minute rotation. Therefore, I don't think you can pick him up. Although he is dual, and although yeah, he's got a couple of nice scores. Yeah, no, that that makes a lot of sense to me because I, I know I've been looking at him. He's picking picking up these nice scores, but it does seem a bit rough when you got Liam Martin when to come back into the squad, right? And Salmon eating up minutes every week. Yeah, absolutely. And you've also got um what Luke Garner, who we haven't seen since what week two come back. 
So if he has a blinder this week, who, who knows what the team looks like? Yeah, don't remind me about Luke Garner. Anyway, <laughs> mate, I had a choice between him and Teague, and I chose wrong. Uh, I chose very, very wrong. All right, let's talk about a couple of other guys really quickly. Uh, so James Fisher-Harris got a 27 last week. Not great. I think they've been managing him for this part of the season. So it's this week he performs just never. I would say only buy him if you need a round 16 mid sort of and then you can eat him sort of round 19 or so so look at his price point he's actually very cheap so he is a grand total of and i didn't write this down because i'm an idiot 512k so for 512k you can pick him up uh but you pretty much just trade him in for the points over this period uh the other guy we've got to talk about Zach Hosking. So if you've held him this far, even though he was off last week, I would hold him until round 18. We can either trade him to a Sharks or a Tigers edge. So, you know, Bateman, uh, I, Pappy, Nakora, or Wilton. I'd hold Hosking until then. Uh, Jason Taumalolo is back. So he's an interesting option, but he misses 19. So it's hard to justify without seeing him play. Mitch, he's come back from that knee clean out. He, they take in an extra couple of weeks with him. Do you reckon he'll come back at peak performance this week if they're taking that mm. extra time? Uh, not this week, but possibly the week after. Just remember there's no no time like game time. So give him one more week. We've got at least one date, I think, mate. Excellent. Okay. Uh, and with that one, I guess we really got to talk about, well, who's the pickup here? Because both of them have awful break-evens, Jason Tullinone and James Fisher-Harris. I don't know. I'll probably pick up James Fisher-Harris this week just looking at that bench. It's pretty light on, but it's... And it's, just the question marks over Talmalolo's role, right? That's it. So I, I'm just worried, are they managing Fisher-Harris? But it doesn't seem to be injured. I can't see mass strapping on him. So maybe they're just they're just managing his minutes, eh? Yeah, I think bring up right. the back end. Mate, Penrith care about one thing, winning premierships, not winning games. Fair enough. Mm. That's oh. what good teams worry about. Awesome. And look, Helam Luki, if you've held him, uh, he's also hold because Nanai is out. So I'd say he's a hold again until round 18 where you want to pick up one of those edges, uh, those sides who've finished their buys for the season. There's not many other fantasy-relevant players here today. Look, Dylan Edwards is doing okay. He's probably the highest owned otherwise. Uh, so with that in mind, guys, who do you think is going to win this one? Adam? Oh, I got, I got a bit of an upset Cowboys by two. No, fair enough. Uh, Mitch? Uh, I agree with you, Adam. I'm going to go Cowboys by six. I think the Panthers are due, although I tell you what, if any team can find a way to win when they're down, it'd be Penrith. Yeah, look, yeah. they're missing a few guys at the moment through injury and whatever else. And the North Queensland, they're actually very healthy. They're literally missing one player. So, yeah, look, I'll say the Panthers by six, but up north, you know, I won't be surprised if the Cowboys do win. All right, let's get to the Saturday game. Bit of a toilet bowl here. 12th versus 13th. We have the Knights versus the Roosters. I wouldn't have called this game as 12th versus 13th early in the season. But uh, how about take us away, uh, Adam? What's happening for the Knights? Oh, Knights. Greg Marju has been dropped for... Um, to, oh, to, I can't even say his name. Nari Tuala. Um, yep. Yeah, thank you. After failing in meters team standards, Greg missed a bus early on Sunday morning, which which is a clear breach of the team standards and will result not play this weekend. 
Um, Lachlan Fitzgibbon also replaces New South Wales representative Tyson Frizzell. Um, for the Roosters, Trent Robinson has shifted Joe Manu to fullback um, in replace of James Tedesco. That this sees um, Sandon Smith make his NRL's uh, NRL starting appearance. Um, Nat Butcher moves to prop in place of Lindsay Collins' absence. Vanua White has been named at lock. Billy Smith replaces Drew Hutchinson at centres while Matt Lodge has been dropped for Tyrell May. Wow, what a fall from grace from Matt Lodge. I was talking about it a few weeks ago, but he's yeah, he's gone from the side. Maybe he's got an injury because it's nowhere in the 23. So that's gross. Uh, let's let's talk about a couple of guys off quick. So look, Joey Manu this week, guys. I've got him as a sneaky captaincy. Uh, 39 last week in a rough game. So that's decent. Uh you don't own him. I don't know whether from here you can get on him completely. But uh, I'd say that he's still a buy at 586k. He's dropped a bit of coin. Uh, and this is the time of year that you want Joey Manu, right, Mitch? Yep. I, I think particularly with Sammy Walker uh, getting those surgical opinions, Joey Manu is pretty safe. I know there have been whispers that they need to get him out of 58, But outside of Drew Hutchison, mate, there's not many options, are there? And they really seem to not want to go with that. No, the only other guy is this, this young fella who I guess they're going to give a run this week is Sandon Smith. So I guess he's the other he's the other option because he has been killing it in reserve grade. But I know, I think um, I think Joe Manu hasn't been the issue there in the halves, I'll be honest with you. But no, I think I think Luke Keery is the issue because he's not a team manager. He's a 5'8". They keep playing 5'8s in 5'8s. Like Sammy Walker needs to run that team around and... Uh, and have Joe Manu at five eight. That's that's the combo, and that actually has worked quite well in the past. Anyway, yeah, no, totally, totally get it. All right, let's have a look here on the the next guy I got down. So Billy Smith, he was a late out, which absolutely frustrated me last week with a sternum injury because I had uh, three players out with buys. Uh, Jack DeBellin out uh, with injury, and then of course Billy Smith comes out late. So it's like, oh my god. Anyway. Uh, fortunately, it's a minor injury, that sternum injury, so it can stay this week until we can sell. You want to find probably around 18 home for Billy Smith. And then we've got Sandon Smith. So I've got him as a wait and see uh, until we get news about Sam Walker, like definitive news. Adam, would you like Sandon Smith, until we get a good look at him, I'm not sure we can buy, can we? No, nah, not at all. Hold fire. Yeah, that's it. So... Uh, but obviously, if Sam Walker is out for the season, Sam Smith looks good. You know, we can hop on there because it, any decent half will drink well in this Rooster side because they need one. But Adam, we've got to really talk about one guy who a lot of players will be looking at this week: Turpin, Jake Turpin. What are we looking at? Yeah, Turpin, Turpin. That that that's that's been the it's been really the debate between him um, and Little for the last couple of weeks, um, but. Turpin is 433k, breaking even with zero. Um, when playing 50 minutes this year, he averages 43.3. Um, and if he averages 40 over the next three weeks, he'll already bank 104k. This does make him a buy for me personally. However, he does have the buy in round 19. Now, I, as, as I was saying before, I brought a little earlier in the couple of weeks ago thinking <laughs> that 
Um, Robson and Little had the perfect buy schedule for one another. Turns out um, Freddie had something to say about that. Um, and so I am tempted to get um, Turpin as well. Um, but we'll discuss trades a bit later on. Um, yeah, that, that's that's all for Little. I'll, I'll kick it off again with Ponga. Hey, look, we've, we've been saying it for a couple of weeks now. Absolutely get on. Wheels up. I know I know it's living dangerously, but I think it's something that you need to um, take. Real-wise, he averages 54. Um, but this year, he averages... Oh, he's had two scores at fullback, 45 and 71. So, yeah, absolutely wheels up. He could be a keeper wing fullback for 500k. How good? And that 71 was against the Broncos, so it wasn't against the soft side either. So I would say, yeah, definitely wheels up on Pong here. And that duel just means we can shuffle him around. And he's... Uh, I'm trying to think when his buys are done. So they've had... I think he'll have one so far. I think he'll be done round 19, which is also pretty good. Yeah. Awesome. Who's who's the uh, next guy? Adam Elliott. Yeah, Adam Elliott, now, look, he was an absolute gun last year, and I remember he was in a lot of my draft sides um, before the before the season kicked off, but we just have not seen anything. Um, he's got a break. He's at 504K still, so he's still quite good. Breaking him at 55, so he's still likely to drop money. Um, we can watch and, watch and see him this week, um, but averaging, what, 33 in an average – of 48 minutes now last year he averaged 48 and 55 minutes that is a massive decrease so i i just think he's a bit of a bust yeah that is you thinking lingering issues from that groin injury mitch uh yep i think without a doubt that's lingering issues so not loving that at all to be honest Fair enough, because I was looking at Mitch this week. And, and it's one of those things, I think, you know, I said it at the time, it's like he's just untouchable. He really is. I, I feel bad for him because I think that pubic injury is really going to hinder his career. I, I just get this vibe he's going to need surgery on it. Anyway, hopefully I'm wrong. Nice. Uh, well, look, I was just looking at middles for this week and I saw Adam Elliott at like a reasonable price. But, uh, yeah, no, that's definitely turned It's a trap. Me off. That's right. All right, and uh, apparently... Sure, just quickly. Yeah. Who are you going? Um, are you going Turpin, Little, or Simpkin? Now, I'll give you a bit of background. Little has a buy this week. Yep. Has a buy next week. Turpin has a buy in round 19. <laughs> yeah, everyone's got a buy. Look, I really want to go Simpkin because he's got the, he's got the longest window, right? Because obviously we've got yep. Turpin is three weeks into his eight-week period, right? And really it's seven weeks because of the... Uh, because of the injury, uh, the various buys, right? So you're only going to yep. sort of get maybe four more scores out of him. Whereas Appy, it's only week one for him. So really, you'll get a number of games out of Simpkin. Just so he's my number one pick, but I'm just trying to work out whether I can afford the hit in round 17 to enjoy the rest of the season. I'm thinking Simpkin at this point. What about you, Mitch? Oh, mate, Robson, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's so sad. I'm so mad he got named. <laughs> Me too, man. I literally, half, half, the, half the reason I do this podcast is to help make decisions on these things. And like, so far, I'm none the wiser. Like, it, it really is a tricky decision. Like, Robson going down sucks. You know what? I actually am going to do something a bit left of center. I can afford to pivot to Damien Cook, which is pretty tempting at the he, moment. He's named for Origin 2, bro. 
Yeah. Oh, shit. Of course he is. And he was going to buy this week. <laughs> Jeez, I'm glad uh, you had the injuries, bro. <laughs> uh, man, that's cooked. That's it. Did this? That, okay. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna play Tanner Boyd and and roll with. He, he's on the buy this my, week. Oh, that's so cooked. <laughs> oh man, I'm just. Uh, look, I'm actually sitting here looking at my team now. That's. I'm done. That's it. Uh, I, no, I no. He, I got, hands I got, plays. You can play hands at hooker this week. Oh, that's so gross. Okay. okay so, yeah. So, so let's I'm go gonna, through the list I, of like, available. Legit, I'm, I'm gonna roll with hands because I just. I just don't. For 685k, right? Like, I mean, hanging on to Robson all year for these moments, and then he gets pre- picked in friggin' Origin. It's like, you know, I think you said last week, Stu, the biggest mistake you've made is prepping for the buys. I, I feel the same way. I should have just been rolling with points and copying the buys when it came to it because trade-wise, I don't think I'm any better. There's just That's, been so many it's, shitty injuries. It's rough, yeah. Okay, let, let's go through the list of halves available this week, right? So you've got Reed Marnie, who's on a massive slide. So there's 59 oh, break at 537 You can't touch page. him, right? Can't touch him. Blake Braley, who's also on a slide. He's down 100K, 32K last week because they got slapped. Right, He's up against Canterbury. Got Lachlan Croker, who's down 100K this year, but did get a 74 last week, but they absolutely annihilated the Dolphins, right? Then we're all the way down to Mitch Kenny, right? Who Gross. You can't buy him a sunny loop back. So, and Phoenix Crosland is in there, who got a 26 last week, right? So not looking good. So really, when we're looking at the guys for <laughs> Jake Granville, so out of the guys who we actually might want to play without hating ourselves, it is really Turpin at 4.33. It is uh, Simkin at with a minus one break even at 220k, right? Or it's Hands with a five break even, 260k. But obviously, he's got the shortest window until we know what's wrong with Hodgson, right, Mitch? That's exactly right. Like hands, unless you have him, I don't think you can risk it. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, that's um, it. Before and Jakey Greenville, uh, who I again, unless Robson absolutely like literally dies, it's going to be his only week there. So for me, I I'm really thinking Simkin with that minus one break even looks pretty tasty. I'm I'm thinking about just taking the hit, hey? just not playing someone in that position. To be honest, yeah, fair I. I, I just don't want to get Simpkin. I'll get Simpkin and what not, what round 17? No, round 18. When they're just off the buy. Yeah, it's a good idea. So, yeah, so I'll, I'm going to play Tanner Hoyt at Hooker for the rest of the season. That's my choice this week. He, he plays every game after this week. So I've just got to make it through this week. Yeah, it's, I'm not doing too badly. Uh, all right. So, who do we think. Getting back to the whole thing, who do you think is going to win Knights versus Roosters? I'll kick off with you, Mitch. I said it. Oh, I've written that in the wrong column. I said it uh, last week with the Knights that it was a funny game. This one often is also a funny game. And by the way, boys, you laughed me out the uh, out of the podcast saying that the Knights were a chance there, and they were a big chance up until the last five minutes. No, they were. I got the Knights. I got the Knights by four. Often this game is a bit weird, and I thought the Knights looked good, and I think the Roosters look terrible. So I'm not picking the Roosters till they show me something different. Awesome. Adam? Yeah, I'm with you, Mitch, mate. I, I, I hate the look of this Roosters side. And, and as you said, I actually think that um, Kalen Ponga back to fullback looks so nice. So, yeah, Knights by two. Look, I, I think the Roosters, they're going to have to pull something out at some point because... Uh, Otherwise, you know, the paper bags might start talking, turning to like paper sachets or something like that. So no, just different things we put in the paper bag, mate. Instead <laughs> of money, it'll be, you know, horse dung. <laughs> That's it. All right. So, so I've got the roosters by six. Awesome. Uh, let's get to the second game. 
530. Uh, this would be a game worth going to in person if you can get there. It's the Eels versus the Sea Eagles. So over at Combank, best place to watch it. So, guys, big news in this one. Ryan Madison is back at named at six. Oh, that's so spicy. Yep. I think I need to buy him on that basis. If only he had the DPP, right? Oh. That's it. Uh, Dijon, Arcee. Uh, but he plays middle. He's got the he's got the middle edge duel at the moment, so oh, it's it's geez, still spicy. I'm half is. tempted to buy him too. Uh now basically the other thing is that Junior Paulo's out, Joe Offen Gowie comes back in, Ofiki Ogden comes in for Paulo's spot, Josh Hodgson uh obviously is out for the Seagulls. Big news, Jake Arthur and Kaya Weeks join the side for Tommy Turbo and DCE. So, let's kick off with the easy one. So, Finu, do we trust that he's going to start this week, Adam? Adam? Trust him for, for as far as, but it's, it's hard to sell him, eh? Like, 285k break, even a three. Now, players like myself that have gone from, um, gone from, Ger- oh, not Jerbo, um, Ben Javorovic, who, um, I just can't waste another trade, someone that slow. However, um, he still did play 50 minutes. So if if he does average 35, which isn't outside the realm of possibilities, he'll make 104K over the next three weeks. Um, if you don't have him, I'd prefer options like Simpkin, who we'll get to a bit later. Um, but yeah, he's just too, I've just wasted too many trades with players under 300K. Fair enough. Uh, look, I'd say Fino here, he's only really a buy if you absolutely need middles this week. But he does look like a pretty good player, like 37 and 50. That's pretty good for an edge, right, Mitch? Yeah, I think that's solid. Like, I, I, I'm holding until otherwise. Like, 285, there's no risk. And who am I going to trade him down to, you know? Yeah, that's it. You Probably round 18 down to Simpkin, I guess, if you can wait. Yeah, that's right. Uh, awesome. I like it. So the other guy, Adam, this one's going to be a proper discussion. Maddo, what are we thinking? Do we get on? I I can't tell you. I know you guys are real interested in stuff, but I just, I don't like him at six. Now, I had a bit of a background. It's just so fun, though. Think of the fun. Look how big he is. How could that not be a good thing? He's massive. He's up against the Bulldogs. He'll be running at Kyle (laughs) Olapu. At least he's not. Imagine if he was running at Kyle Flanagan. (laughs) Let's sell tickets be. to that turnstile. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> be Jamie Soud versus Glory Inglis. It's like literally David versus Goliath if that happened. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. I, he, yeah, I, I went back and did a bit of study. I know it's from 2016 to 2019, but he only reaches 44 in the heart playing 5-8. He got a break even at 79. I want to wait a week. But I can definitely see why people want to jump on. It's definitely a bit of a fun factor. That's it. Oh, look, if you're an overall player, it's one of those ones where if you just absolutely need points this week, you are going to lose a bit of value from him. But then he'll go back either to an edge, one of those middle rolls, and he'll make up for it. Because we know that Maddo is around a 750k guy, whether he's off the bench or playing on an edge, right? Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. So, look, let's... I... I know, I've got Moses. I've got to work out something to do with him. This may be a solution. I'm not sure it's a good solution, but it's a solution. <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's let's have a look at the next couple of guys we've got to talk about. So, which is 
Mitch Moses. So we've got to talk about him because he's going to miss game six. So round 16. He's going to miss round 18 due to the bye. He's going to miss round 19 due to Origin 3, assuming he gets selected. And you've got to assume that he is with clearly uh, being nominated by his club to not play the rest of the State of Origin series. He also misses 27, which means for overall players, you are selling. So for this, uh, I've got him as a sell because he's missing four out of the next 12 games. Also, their round 17 match, so next week, is is the Saturday 3 p.m. game. So if he comes back busted from this game, he's just not going to play. So it's it's versus the Dolphins. It is up north. That's the only good thing about it is that it's in Queensland. So he'll be able to stick around. The other concern that I've got here for him uh, is that the Eels run home uh, from round 20. Titans, Cowboys, uh, and then it gets into... So the Cowboys, if they've hit form, Storm, and then it's got the Dragons, which you know, but then it's got Bronk. The last three games that Moses will play is against the Broncos, the Roosters, and the Panthers, and then a bye. Well, I don't think we can put the Roosters as a tough matchup anymore. Well, I'm saying if, they, if they've got a – they'll hit form by then if they're going to hit form at all this year, right? But Broncos, Panthers, Storms are pretty tough. What well, it's – Cowboys as well if they hit form, right? And then the I don't Roosters. trust the only defense that scares me there is the Panthers. To be honest with you, yeah, oh the Broncos too. Yeah, they get the Sharks twelve the other day. Yeah, the Knights. The Knights really had the Broncos down that that left edge defense though. Like I think they found something there that other teams are going to expose moving forward. Maybe I don't know. I I think that most sides don't have Kalen Ponga scooting around, but I do get your point. But I, I guess what I'm trying to say, it's a tough run home. It's not like they're facing, you know, the the Bulldogs and the Dragons twice across that period. So I'd just say that Mitch Moses, with the tough run and the minimum four games that he's going to miss and the fact you've got to trade him out somewhere before round 27, I've got him as a sell. And it's sad. And there's almost no one to buy. It's basically, do you want to go and trade up a bit and buy Heinz for an extra 100K? Trade down to Burton. Uh, the other guy we got to talk about, Ruben Garrick. So he got a he got a century last week, but that game against I was listening to this on the radio, driving back from a wedding. That was an awful game. So the Seagulls won't have soft games like this every week, and they're f- absolutely flat track bullies. So if you got Ruben Garrick, live it up, but uh, do not buy him. He's gone up eighty grand last week alone. Wow. Yeah. Uh, now, Brendan Haynes, now he's named as the sole hooker this week. Now, with the unknown neck issue, he's a great cash-out option, but that's about it. So, essentially, cash-out is where you're going to sell the guy and you're not expecting Brendan Haynes to make you lots of money. You're basically using this cash to go and uh, trade down a player and then go and buy one or two other really good players in your squad. Stu, quick question. Yep. Uh, I don't know if you watched the game, but did you think that... Uh, hands looked better than Hodgson at hooker, and if so, do you think there's a possibility even if Hodgson came back that hands would be a chance of holding more minutes? Look, hands has already been playing 50 minutes a game, so the concern for me is that he's been playing. Hodgson's been playing 30 minutes for the last little while, and hands has been playing 50. So, uh, which is which is great, but I'm just pulling up his match stats now. So. Yeah, so like to say he played 49 against the Cowboys, so and against the Broncos too. 
So I'd say there, I'd say that if he comes back, he probably keeps at least 40 minutes or so. But the Eels have to make Hodgson work, don't they? Like, what's the point of paying this guy 500, 600 grand a year if you, if you can't? The name of the game is to win win games, mate. Just because you're paying someone money doesn't mean you should play him. Look, he did have enough couple of nice runs, eh? And he did tackle well. Uh, the only downside was that he did have uh, four missed tackles in there and a penalty. So that 35 could have been a 45, which is pretty decent. So I'd say that Brendan Hands, he's okay as a cash out, but you can't you can't call him a cash cow at the moment until we know that no, Hodgson not at has all. gone for a few weeks. And look, the last guy we got to about is Hopgood. So I'd say for him this week, he's a great hold if you got him. The only thing is, is that he didn't get his best score last week because of the way that the dogs play, which is they shift it twice around the edge. They don't go through the middle. So this is the same with the Seagulls who they're playing this week. They absolutely go around um, to the edges. So don't captain, but he's definitely a hold. So Adam, would you consider people buying Hopgood this week or do you reckon it's a bit much? Oh, I don't know. I, yeah, I think it's a bit much, to be honest. But as you're saying, if you're selling Moses, then who are you really getting? That's it. Well, look, his, his break-even is 59. He's got an average of 59. So, look, I've got him as one of my middles this week, and he'll be a vice-captain behind uh, my pod pick, Jerry Manu. But, yeah, I don't know. See how we go, hey? Yeah, absolutely. All right. I think that's just about everyone that we need to talk about here. So who have we got winning this one? Uh, Adam? I got Eels by two. Matt had an absolute steamroll, either Arthur or sister, whoever's on his side. <laughs> that should be I pretty. I love that. <laughs> Excellent. How about you, Mitch? No, nah, i got to go Eagles by eight. Yeah, I've got Seagulls by 14. I was at a game a couple of years ago with the 2021 Seagulls, and they did exactly the same thing, though Tommy Turbo ran right that night. But I think that uh, I think the Eels, unfortunately, just lack that little bit of game management. Uh, with Artie and Ryan Madison. All right, uh, let's talk the next one up, So, which is the late game on Saturday. Mitch, take us away. What's happening with the West Tigers? Uh, okay, so with Luke Brooks sidelined due to hamstring injury, Stafford Toa takes his spot in the halves. Jake Simpson slots into hooker for an injured Api Corusel, while 18-year-old Talon Da Silva will make his NRL debut off the bench. Fernando Pohl also replaces New South Wales prop Stefano Udupkamanu, while John Bateman has shifted to lock. Uh, for the Storm, five players are out for this week. Uh, Munster, Grant and Coates all on origin duty, while Christian Welch and Ellie Katoa are out suspended and injured respectively. Tarek Slims, who looked really good against the Sharks, has slotted into the back row while George Jennings has been named on the wing. Justin Mullum is a 19th man and could be a late replacement in the centres. Aaron Penne and Alec McDonald have joined the bench while Bronson Garlic has been named to start at hooker. Nice. All right, Adam, another middle that we've people have been looking at this last week, Nelson Asafa Solomona. Had a better week than James Fisher-Harris last week, but are we looking to get on this week? Oh, he's definitely another roller coaster. Um, if you like to live dangerously, then surely <laughs> jump on. There is a bit of upside there. So when he plays forty minutes, forty minutes, he averages fifty-two point four. When he plays fifty, he's averaging sixty point seven. Now priced at uh, five hundred thirty-seven k, break even of forty-five. You can definitely see the value. Although we've talked about it um, last week. He is carrying a lot of different injuries. So I think there is talk about his ribs. Um, 
I thought there was something about his elbow as well. Mitch, what what did you hear about his injuries? Uh, I haven't heard a huge amount at the moment to you, mate. So uh, I don't really have much to, to help you with there other than he has a lot of things going on. And I think I said a couple of weeks ago, they'll look to scale back his minutes based upon that. That said, I did think he looked pretty good against the Sharkies on the weekend. So he's just, look, when you play tough like he does, you do pick up a lot of those contact injuries, which is effectively what they are. I'm dubious that he'll have consistent minutes rolling into the semifinals in the back end of the year just because he is so important for that Melbourne outfit. Mm. Now, he is priced at 39, though. That's that's the big one there. He is much like yeah. Fisher Hash is priced at uh, 36 at the moment. So with that in mind, I reckon that there is a little bit of value in Nelson here. Uh, it's just, you know, you are just rolling the dice a little bit. So you can't. You know, you can carry him, but you can't carry him, Fisher Harrison, TPJ into this week, right? Oh, no, absolutely not. Plus, he loves a trip to the judiciary system, that's for sure. So, that's it. <laughs> He's one of the few guys who probably played, paid to play NRL last year. <laughs> he, got, he got like 15 greens worth of fines. <laughs> oh, good old Nelson, a soccer Solomon. All right, so look, uh, the good thing is with Christian Welsh cop in a week, he at least who you know will probably crack that break even this week because the bench is light. We've got Tyron Wishart, Alan McDonald, Aaron Penne, and Tom Eisenhuth here, so none of them are exactly screaming to me big minute middles. All right, uh, we also got to talk about Trent Liero. Mate, this one's mainly for you, Adam. What are we thinking? Yeah, I've been holding, as, as we've touched upon before, I've been holding a bit like all season just for this period and um yeah he's just absolutely done me duty here um leo he averages 44 595k he got 23 in 80 minutes now i don't know what he was doing out there i don't know if he was just tying up his boots or whatever but he clearly wasn't doing anything else um if he if he goes two games at um 44 he loses 27k I, I'm i tempted to trade him straight to Bateman. However, next week I'll be one man short. Now, Stu, would you recommend going straight to Bateman and playing one week short or one person short next week or just hold? Oh, look, if you've got to hold him, I'd hold him to round 18, right? And yep. then you trade him to a guy like Bateman or iPuppy, whoever you can get at that point, I'd say, because otherwise you basically, you, you're shorting yourself uh, next week. And it's just, I'm not sure that there's 50 points worth of differential in there. I think last week was an outlier because they were running at Tarek Sims once uh, once Katoa went off. Because we were looking at mm. Tarek Sims' score, he got almost, he got uh, quite a few more tackles uh, than uh, Liera. It just looks like they just went the other way with the ball. And then they yeah. were absolutely getting trounced around the edges. So, uh, and through the middle, through like in the very middle through Harry Grant. So it just means that the uh, the edge forwards just didn't get the ball. So, yeah, that's very true. So, you know, the edge forwards often, like essentially Melbourne, they love to punch through the middle. If they don't have success, they then move it out to the edge forwards. And if they don't have success, they shift it back to the other wing. Uh, in this case, they were having great success just going straight through the middle or going straight to the wing. Yeah, that's very true. Yes. All right, maybe just sit tight. Yeah, I'd hold hold for this week. Uh, look, we'll talk about two guys really quickly. Like, just from the Tigers, guys, we know that they got the bye next week. Look, during Buller, he's pulling into almost keeper territory, so leave him alone. As I probably in Bateman. So, look, Bateman's current buyer, the two, because played big minutes there at lock. 
but both of them are biased. Bateman with DPP would absolutely be amazing, by the way. But either way, uh, round 19 will prove that one. But I would wait till round 18 when these guys' buy runs finish. So there's just so many players out for round 17, especially for overall. It's just not worth it. Uh, head-to-head, guys, too, because round 17 is a playable round. Uh, who do we think is going to win this one, guys? So the store we're missing five players. Tigers at full strength, but are missing Appy. So I guess slightly below full strength. Mitch, take us away. Who do you think is going to win? Mitch is gone. Adam? i got got another upset here. Tigers by two. I like it. Mitch, are you back? Sorry, Sorry boys. Yep, uh, just my, my mic had unplugged. Um, I would say Storm are the best in the league at handling Origin. I got Storm by 12. Excellent. I've got the Storm by six in this one. I do think it would be tight game i think it'll be very fantasy relevant uh due to the slight drop in quality just means is that there'll be like a lot of tackles like a lot of missed tackle stuff like that in there right now there's only one game on the sunday so the last game for the round is the sharks versus the bulldog and guys this one's really simple the sharks basically have everyone on board despite getting absolutely thrashed this week uh and as for the bulldogs i've lost my notes i'm just pulling up now so for the Bulldogs, uh, look, there's no sign of uh, Raymond Fatale Mariner due to his illness or Luke Thompson. Uh, but look, Braden Burns basically just joins in the place of Josh Adokar. Chris Patolo goes to prop. And look, Maxi King goes, sticks around on the bench. Harrison Edwards is still there in 13. Gosh, the Bulldogs really can't take a trip this year. They've just got so many players out and then, you know, Get these illnesses. Let's start us off. Adam, question for you this week. Bynes. Probably the biggest question that most players will have this week. Can we buy him? Well, let's just say I'm so glad I held on to him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the one the good thing I've done all year. Um, look, he's got to buy next week. Next week. So I don't... I, I'm torn, eh? Like, if you're saying Moses, that's the obvious trade up if you've got the 200k or 150k whatever the gap is now um but i just think i think that heinz has got to bounce back that storm game crossing at origin jersey we saw how destroyed he was when um the maroons beat him in game one i think he's going to have a point to prove i am predicting him to turn up wow okay mitch are you looking to pick up heinz this week yep no origin Absolutely. He's, uh, I was waiting on and I copped a massive drop in uh, ranks because I forgot to put in a captain and uh, I held Cleary and it was to decide between Hines and Moses. Uh, wheels up for me, guys. Hines scored 63 points in a team that got dunked. Uh, I think there's only one player that's better than Hines and that's the king, right? That's it. And he's not back to full performance till like round 20. So, yep, let's avoid. Uh Look, guys, we've got to talk about a couple more real quick. Burton, he got a 75 this week. He looked great and gave great service to guys outside of him, uh, especially guys like Jacob Preston, who is also another hold this week. Uh, so we'll go well as the dogs shift to attack to try and get away from their poor defense because they're looking absolutely awful. So uh, I reckon the Bulldogs will be making like wholesale changes to their squad this week, except for the fact that they just cannot afford to because they have no players, right? They're playing like, first year rookies like Edwards and Preston in their starting squad and they're just missing that level of toughness so while it stands everything will run around Burton and he will continue to 
do very well, especially against uh, sides that allow him to move around a little bit. Next guy, I think he's developing into a pretty good player, though. Like I have to say, both you and Nick are right. He does seem to be taking control of his team, and he's doing well under Seraldo's tutelage. He's probably the only one amongst those Bulldogs, but I think the Bulldogs, as you just insinuated, you're a real victim of uh, injury. Like it's it's just diabolical, really. Oh, mate. They're, and look, other teams have this too. It's just that they also don't have the depth behind them to really cover for it. Not yet. Not no. yet, but it certainly is getting there. No, like I've, like I've, as a Panthers fan, I've been sort of going, geez, why are we carrying guys like Matt Eisenhuth and other guys like that in the squad? And it's for That's why. rounds like this week. Yep. So, you know, you've got a lot of guys out or, you know, guy goes down for a while. It's like, well, at least, you know, he can do a role. Yeah. And do okay. You're not, you're not having to wonder whether you can step up. Uh, look, the other guy we've got to talk about is Carl Olapu. So he's still, I'd say, a buy as well. So both Burton and Olapu are buyers as long as, again, check your round 17 availability. 365k, uh, got into the 50s this week. So his break-even is really low as a running 5.8. And it looks like he's just been told to make opportunities happen. So that Burton try was all off the back of him. So I would say Carl Olapu, if you own him, hold him. Uh, and I would probably hold him right up until... Origin. Next guy, we're going to talk about Maxi King real quick. So last year's stud, but Mitch looks to be injured. He only played 30 minutes this week. He's been shifted from the main side to the bench. I think he had some sort of like rib cartilage injury or sternum injury a little while back. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. So we've seen these a lot, guys. Whenever these happen, as I've said in the past, they're super painful. It really will result in a drop in their ability to make contact into the line. Now, the other thing to factor in is not only with the sternal injuries versus sort of those lower cartilage issues will it affect their ability to take a tackle but up around the sternum it really affects their ability to make a tackle it's a three to five week type thing they'll regularly put cortisone in it just takes time to settle it's one of the more painful injuries my suspicion is they're just playing him because they have to there's just no other options. So uh, that dropping minutes, Stu, how long has that been going on for? Oh, is that he, just he, this he week? Shift, he shifted a couple of weeks ago. Like he's just been playing sort of going downhill. Yep. Yep. The last week okay. he shifted straight to the bench. Right, so, right, right. So, so, so he's Bulldog had said, this is Phil Gould, right? Said he had a fracture through uh, many brostenal joint and the yep. second rib sternocostal joint. Oh, Yuck. So that's probably four to six weeks of a good amount of discomfort. So how long did ago did Phil Gould say that? Because looking at his performance, it must have been sometime around 11 or 12. Yeah, I think That's it was where like the minutes a, dropped off. That's it. It's, it's, I think it's around 11 where that happened. Yep. So, so, so uh, one, tw- April 27. Yeah, it might be even the Raiders game. Uh, so we've got one, two, three, four. Let's say he's got another two weeks for the break even to balance out. But then that makes him an interesting sort of potential layer of difference because between rounds one and seven let's take out the sharks game as an outlier his points went 48 60 45 60 50 47 61 so it could just be he's in pain yeah no i like it which 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 it it is really sensitive around there and as i said unlike reynolds or fafita where it really affected just their running because of the type of player they are and exactly where it was max king's a tackler yeah that's gross because and yes, yeah, so I guess Chuck a star on Max King. Uh, the knowledge His tackles are almost half what they normally are at the moment, which is pretty pretty gross. That's it. So I'm guessing he's probably getting the big needle, right, week to week? Oh, man, yeah. That's that's not a nice area to have have anything going on. So, look, the, the good news is once it's settled, it's settled. You know, like it's probably 
two weeks and then let the break even settle. So it might be worth chucking a star in it, to be honest, because he's a proven fantasy stud. Like we know he's a tackling machine and a PPM monster. That's it. And we know that the Bulldogs are making plenty of tackles. And just to sort of throw it out there to any listeners who have stuck out this long, as we've said in the past, when a player's performance seems to drop for no reason and they're still getting named, 99 times out of 100, they're carrying something. And that's where we put a star on them and uh, check in with them when, when things start to turn around. Hmm. All right. Uh, another guy who might have turned things around. Now, Tevita Pangai Jr. played well for fantasy for his 47, but played actually awful and got dropped from the New South Wales side. So let in the Moses uh, try assist early on for Gutho just because he overran the play by like 27 feet. So uh, I'd say he's a buy if you need a middle this week. He's just an okay duel. But the question is for fantasy owners, do you need the stress? Mitch, we know your answer is no. That is correct. Uh, how I about- can't do it. I can't do it, man. I got Pogo. I broke, broke my rule already. I cannot get TVJ. I will not do it. Okay, Adam, <laughs> I'll, I'll spice this one up for you. Tavita Pengai Jr., 601K, DPP, middle edge, 30 break even, right? Against the Cronulla Sharks, do you are you interested this week? Um, not, nah, nah. I think there's better players, but I'm just imagining. Imagine if you had like PPJ, you picked up Nelson or Sofa Solomon, and you had like Ponga as well. Like, imagine that carnage <laughs> on a week to week basis. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, no, you don't need that stress in your life for it. So, well, TPJ again, he's a guy who can pick up this week because he will solve a lot of problems. He does have the buy next week. Uh, other guy I want to talk about quickly, Jacob Kraz has finally turned his price around. So lost a little bit of price, but his break-even is now down to 32. Got a 40 last week, a 460K. He's one of those meter-eating wing fullbacks. Now, Mitch, you said that with that MCL strain, he was a few weeks away from being back to good. Yep. Uh, but he has had, I'm just pulling up now on his match stats. So... He missed from seven. He missed seven. So uh, I got injured round seven, missed eight or nine, came back round 10. Yep. Uh, and then I think he missed another couple of games with that hyperextended end elbow there. So he's now had an extra couple of weeks rest on the sidelines. Do you reckon he'll be back this week? Well, something really interesting, mate, which you know, I only caught glimpses of the Bulldogs game, is he was wearing no taping for his knee. That's what I was looking at. So... In answer to your question, I think you know the answer to your question. I is think, you know, yeah, he, he back. He back. He's back really good because sometimes those players, I know, you know, if you look at Brian Toto, he sometimes still wears the bloody knee strapping. So that tells you where his knee's at, whereas Karaz, it's completely off. And realistically, they only take that off if they've got, you know, 100% confidence in that injury. So I like it. I like it a lot. Excellent. We'll look for his 40 last week, 152 running meters. Uh Basically, you know, minimum number of tackles, one tackle, one line break assist. So it's all just base stats for him, one turnover tackle. So I'd say there's a lot to like there for Jacob Karaz. You can do this or you can pick him up round 18. He'd be a good, good cover just heading into the last part of the season. Because uh, I know that people have been hurting. So I think that's about everyone who we want to talk about at either of these squads. I'm just checking if there's anyone else. Really, No, I think that's just about it. Okay, Adam. Who have you got winning this one? I got Sharks 25 plus. Raymond to score three. Heinz to turn up. Wow. Ooh. That's a big one. How about you, Mitch? 
Oh, you got to think the Sharks will bounce back. The Dogs just looked a bit listless on the weekend. I got Sharks by 18. Yeah, I got Sharks by 32. I think that's uh, it'll be a good day to go out and watch them down at points bet. Let's let's just go for that if you're a Sharks fan. They're at $1.25. Oh, God. Well, the bookies always know, mate. They always know. That's why they, that's why they have the ads. <laughs> that's it. The, um, the big thing about this week as well, if you have a look at the Sharkies, they are full, like there is no one missing from this squad apart from Royce Hunt. Obviously, he's just come off with an ankle injury. But that sort of only scratches the surface of the Bulldogs' woes. And the Sharks are a better side to begin with. Uh, plus, the Sharks need to turn their season around because they still haven't won against the top eight sides, so they've got to win every game against bottom eight sides to continue to make the top four. Uh, all right, let's get to the buyers real quick. So, Mitch, kick us off, mate, because we're going to talk about guys on the buy, whether we're holding or selling. So, Mitch, I'll give you the Dragons, mate. Jack DeBellin, you're holding or selling? Oh, I love that you gave me the dragons, mate. That's that's about the only thing I'm an expert on outside that's, of injuries. Well, you're at the game, mate. That's why I'm thinking it's like, oh, let us know. Jack DeBellin. Mate, just, just a side note here because it was uh, Red V Day at the Dragons. A lot of the players were really great and stood on the sideline and you could kind of get up close. He's a big man, Jack DeBellin. Like, holy moly, I would not want to be tackled by that dude. Like, he is a solid human. He's, a, he's an absolute bona fide hold. He'll be back next week. He looked a little bit more fresh, just kind of walking around. Uh, I like it. I would hold. Uh, Jack Bird, I don't like it just because I think that knee injury is now going to plague him for the rest of the season. As we go through the timeline, we know Jack Bird's had some fairly significant knee injuries in the past. He's then had that clean out at the start of the season. He's had multiple games now out with knee soreness, which to me means, you know, there's no more cleaning out to do and it's starting to become sort of that Jared Croker uh, territory. I personally think that uh, if you have Jack DeBellin and you can go to like, oh, I mean, I don't Jack love Bird, it, but a, a yep. Jack Bird, sorry, Jack Bird rather, to me, freaking Jacks. Jack Bird, I would probably go to like a Valentine Holmes. Now, I know that he's playing Origin, you've got all the buyers, but, or even a Lemuelu, but Jack Would, would you get a Joey Manu this week? Yeah, love it, love it. Surely, if you don't have Manu, which I don't know why you wouldn't, I'd love that. But I'd probably be getting out of Dodge just because Jack, Bird, Jack Bird's going to bleed cash. Uh, Tyrell Sloan, crap. This is an interesting one. Um, all right, I really think it kind of depends on where you're at in the season. If you need someone on the slightly cheaper end and you've got good blood pressure currently and you need something that could be really different because it's a pretty special play, you can get Tyrell Sloan. Or hold him, yep. Or hold him, sure. Let's Yeah, again, if, if you have no blood pressure issues, that's certainly an option. He did look better, and I think they're figuring out how to use him. But my God, I do think teams are just going to start taking him on in defense because the man cannot make a tackle in the open. That said, I think under the ball, he looks better. He's figuring out ways of running the ball back. I think Ryan Carr is doing a better job coaching him than Anthony Griffin. Like There are just a few things off the ball that look a bit better. His positional stuff in defense looks a bit better. So kick defusal is going to be good. His confidence is going to be up. As I said, how he's running the ball back, I think you know he's understanding how to hit the ground and what sort of lines to run and same deal in attack and I think he has a good pairing with Buddy Sullivan so your main concern is to number one his defense which you know as a fullback well he's not going to have too much of an issue there and then number two how many attacking opportunities is he going to get in a Dragons team that is going to finish somewhere in the bottom four so he's a risky pick but I thought he looked better 
the last two weeks. I think since Hook's gone, with the exception of that Roosters game where I think Nick was right, he was sick, he has looked better. And I think the the points sort of reflect that. I believe in the last two games, he's sort of been in the mid-40s. Uh, mm. Let me just confirm that. I think that's correct. Uh, match stats for Tyrell Sloan. Uh, 34, I think. 34, 47. Well, that 34 was against Penrith, so we'll let him that's off with that. That's pretty good, yep. Um, yeah, look, I, I I think you'd only hold him if you had to, but again, kind of the question is who do you cash down to if you uh, don't have back, him? It's pretty gross at the moment. That's yeah, it's not great. So they're, they're probably the three. So it's hold, sell, uh, hold if you're looking for something a little spicy. Got it. All right, Adam, uh, let's let's talk about the next lot of guys. So we've got uh, move to the Raiders, Joe Tarpane. Yeah, I think you sell after round 19. I'm hoping to have, um, for the run home, I'm hoping the mids of Yo, Haas, and JDB plus like a um, hot, good, um, meadow type of situation on the bench. Like it. I like it a lot. So, yep, keep a little bit of cash so you can upgrade Tarpane uh, to Yo. Uh, how about Horsburgh? Yeah, same same deal. If he's play- I think he's going to play Origin if... If not game this game, then game three. So that means you'll be missing 16, 19, and 20. I, I'd be jumping off. Gotcha. Okay, so no problems at all. Uh, I'd say, look, if they haven't picked him this, this round, the only way he gets back in is due to some sort of injury. But, uh, yeah, because Jair is done for the series. So I guess yep. he is probably the next man up, is, is probably the one big thing there. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, so, that, that's what I was mentioning. So. so yeah, uh, I'd say, look, yeah, maybe you can hold him, but just I'd probably look to exit uh, exit at some point if you can get up. Now, let's look at the other guys on the buy this week. Uh, Waratah, uh, sorry, Waratahs, <laughs> Warriors, because they've got the Waz there, I'm thinking Waratah. Uh, we've got <laughs> Chance, Tohu, SJ Ford, and Adam Fenor Blake have all got decent owner percentages. Are we, are we holding or selling? Yeah, hold all of them. Yeah, as you said, um, next buy around 22. So just hold them this week and then yeah, you, for the rest of the buy period, they're good to go. Maybe look at cashing them out, um, what, round 22. But yeah, a lot of things can change. That's, that's <laughs> from, true. From then to now. And the fact that they've got a pretty stable side, all looking pretty good. All right, let's move on to uh, James Tedesco. I believe he's sending the rooster out this week. So are you looking to hold or sell? Yeah, absolutely. Must hold. Um, must hold. He is. Yeah, he's just a weapon. They need him to back up. Essentially, awesome. Okay, uh, let's he also move has on. a bee in his bonnet. That's yeah, true. yeah, he's got a tip on the shoulder. That's for sure. Yeah, love it. All right, how about Harry Grant? Oh, he is. He is definitely a hold. He's someone I'm looking to get in at around twenty after the orange period. I think he's hands down the best soccer. I like it, and the fact that uh, the point of difference for Robson was that he wasn't playing Origin. That's no longer the case. <laughs> yeah. Right. Shout uh, out, Freddie. Thanks, Freddie. Uh, okay, let's move to the other side. So let's move to uh, the Broncos. So uh, for Adam Reynolds, obviously, uh, if you got him, you knew that he was out for 16 and 19. You can hold him, but I'd possibly look to uh, either sell this week or round 18 to a guy like Burton. So just due to the fact that those guys will be finished with their buys and uh, Reynolds will still only be. Uh, round 18 has only played one. But he is looking real good at the moment. Next guy, uh, rest of the Broncos, Walsh, Haas, Carrigan. If you already hold them, just continue holding them throughout Origin. 
Uh, Haas, especially with that 92. Gosh, I wish I captained him last week. I'd be on like 1 million points right now. Uh, but it shows how good he can be in tight games. And I think the Broncos have a few more tight games to end the season. Uh, from the Dolphins, Hammett is a sell. From the Bunnies, I would sell all of the following. Cook, Latrell, and Murray. The reason for that is just due to the fact that their schedule is just so ugly over the next little while. So being origin guys, uh, they just, they do not, uh, they'll miss, obviously this week, they'll miss 19, they'll miss 20, and then they'll miss most of the head-to-head finals in 26. So again, four out of the next 12, they're just a straight sell. Uh, Tanner Boyd from the Titans is a hold, and if you're a Robson owner like me, he's actually the solution to your hooker problems for every week, apart from this week, because he plays every game for the rest of the season, though. Titans are done with buyers after round 16. Would you bring him in after this week? Next week, would you bring Tanner Boyd in? 681k, his DPP hooker half. I'm looking at his fixtures. Really, that'll determine how much you bring him in. Okay, very much a mixed bag here. So, okay, so we've got round 17. So we've got post-origin Broncos. Then you've got Raiders, Dolphins, uh post uh dolphins and the origin week not that it matters too much for the dolphins i guess no hammer uh post origin eels and then for the run home roosters cowboys warriors sharks panthers storm bulldogs that is all top eight teams well the cowboys and roosters technically aren't but they bloody should be uh so even including the ones there are yeah still tough maybe hold on the play oh look the only good thing is that he drinks the milkshake with whatever half combination they're putting them with he does all the kicking Right, mm. and if he gets a forty odd with that, gets any attacking stats or good movement off the ball, line break assists, try assists, he goes up yeah. to fifty, sixty. So, uh, look, he's not the worst shout as far as coverage goes, but I prefer him on my bench. So, I, I want to pick up Grant round twenty and then put Tanner Boyd on my bench. Yeah, I agree. Awesome. Uh, now, uh, if uh, you're holding guys like Fafita, obviously you know what you're holding on to. Uh, there, obviously, Fafita's a guy we want to chuck a star on because he's just dropping cash so quickly after that awful score from the other day. Uh, the last guy is, uh, if you got hold a guy like Camperera, I would sell. There's a number of good wing fullbacks around that price you can sell too. I think that's everyone. So, guys, this week, who are we going for our captaincy? Because uh, Let's start with you, Adam. Who are you captaining? Um, I'm captaining Hines. My vice captain's another spicy option, but I'm vice captaining Manu. I think he could go absolutely nuts at fullback. And my spicy option, if you want another one, is actually Caelan Ponga. I think he could, um, yeah, this game could be a fair, a fair amount of points. Defense could be optional. I like it. I like it a lot there. I, th- I think that's probably the play this week. Mitch, what are you going with? Uh, I'm going with Heinz as my captain as well. I am also putting Manu as my vice. I don't know Madison, but if we're looking for a spicy, oh sorry, if we're looking for a spicy pick, I I, I think Ryan Madison's pretty freaking hilarious. <laughs> that is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna steamroll Arthur or Schuster or whoever. Just one. I watched the game just to potentially see it because it's so darn funny. Mm. I don't care if Moses was playing and he was throwing ball to Madison. We'd be a chance of that. I like it. Uh yeah, actually, that would actually be a pretty good setup, hey? Uh, especially because we did hear early in the season that uh, that Meadow was actually playing a fair bit in halves, so it could be that he might be the backup instead of Arcee. 
which would actually be huge. I'm, I'm really interested to watch Maddo this week. So for me, Jeez, that's now, spicy. Now I'm fifty fifty. If obviously Hines is the captain, if he's around, if he's not, it's Joey Manu. I reckon I've got to roll the dice. Um, otherwise, he's my vice captain. Spice this week. I've got John Bateman playing lock against the Storm. I reckon he's going to play absolutely big minutes. Went went for sixty five. His last three scores have been sixty five, eighty five, sixty five. All while playing yes. that middle edge hybrid role. So he, I reckon, could be a pretty good spicy captain. If nothing else, he's just he's a little bit like Jerry Marnie where sometimes you just, players don't know what he's going to do because John Bateman doesn't know what he's going to do. He plays eyes up footy. So uh, he, he doesn't always play by the schedule, which the Tigers need. No, it's, hard, it's hard not to get him for the Euro this week. That's uh, true. He looks pretty good. Uh, just check your round 17 availability. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to buy playing too much, but having six players, like you can't magically make it turn to less players, right? <laughs> it's more likely you'll have three injured players and you'll be trying to trade out nine players next week. <laughs> All right. Uh, and for my trades this week, I've got Robson probably trade out to someone like Turpin or Simkin. I know I'm going to cry a little bit and think about it. Uh, or possibly to Maddo. So just for laughs. Plus, I figure Matto, I probably want in my finishing side anyway, so why not? Uh, how about you, Mitch? I hear you're getting Hines. Yep, I've done Cleary to Hines, Matt. I was just waiting for this week of origin. Uh, I copped, you know, 160, 70 points on my captaincy, but I think in the midterm it's probably worth the wait, particularly now that I switched from playing overall to head-to-head because I had no choice. <laughs> gotcha. Adam? Oh... <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's a t- it's a question to both of you. How many people do you have playing this week, and how many people do you think is appropriate? I've got ten at the moment. I'm to sit tight, but I do have Robson there, and I'm tempted to flick him off, but I'm not sure who to. Yeah, no, I I've got eleven before trades, but yeah. I've got um and I guess twelve if I pick up a hooker trade at Robson. Thirteen if I trade um, Moses for Maddo. Hilariously, so I know I, I because then I can play him as a mid. So, look, ten I think is an appropriate number this week. I think if you're less than ten, I would try and trade up to ten. But the guys that'll be aiming at is guys like and I'm just going to rattle off a few here. Did don't need to don't need to own them all, but you do need to own at least some. So, tempted to bring in guys like so, Hines, uh, Papali, Bateman. Burson, Manu, Puller, Drinkwater, Ponga. Uh, I think if there's anyone else who's really jumping off the page. Anyone else jumping off the page at you guys, Adam? Hopgood. Yep, Hopgood's, Hopgood's a pretty good shout. There is near the me peak price there. Pricey Cartwright continues to somehow perform. Uh, there's not too many other real guys there. So, yeah, just try and work up your way to at least 10. All right, it's getting late. Let's get to some of these questions from the people. First one is for you, uh, Adam. Really, Steve Tottenham's just asking us a real simple question about this week, which is around, is it your best 13 players who score this week or do you need one for each position? Yeah, you need to have a hooker. You can't just have like three halves playing. Excellent. So yes, you need one player for each position this week. You need to fill your starting 13. Uh, You can loop players. 
But if you've got three halves, you're right, only two of them count. Uh, next guy up is Tyson Coles. Thought on Simpkin with minimum trades needing hooker, or does he play 11? Uh, I'll send this one to you again, Adam. Yeah, I, I would almost play 11, depending on how many trades you've got. Um, but And depending on how many like um, next round 17 players you've got also. Because round seventeen would be is going to be quite hard to fill. Got it. Like it. Uh, next one is uh, next one is for you, Mitch. So Dan Lewis is going. Hey there, love the podcast. Well, thanks, Dan. Uh, what should I do with Moses Davis in Origin? Only bought him last week. Face palm emoji. Oh, that's why I held. Yeah. Uh, Maybe trade uh, for Ponga is his question. Can you get Hines? I'm oh, guessing that's... not. If he's asking you, bought him in last week. I'm guessing he's oh, out of the dollars. You really don't want to bring in Reynolds either because of all those buys coming up. Like if you haven't already, well, and he's not camp. playing this week, so that's what they were like. And like it's too late. Oh, gosh. Uh, I mean, you, you could bank a bit of cash with Pong and just be aware that you might be trading in someone else next week. I really think it probably depends on how many trades you have left. If you have a few mm-hmm. up your up your sleeve, I don't hate Pong. I like. You know, I, I've been on him all year, but it really is just a concussion concern. And the reason I got on is no one can say no to Ponga at 400k. Uh, and he, he looks good in attack. So, Stu, I, I don't hate Kalen Ponga. No, if you've got and an you extra can play him trade. as a half this week. Yeah, that's what I mean. Well, that's what I'm trying to say is you can play him as a half, and then you can flip him to uh, wing a fullback later and, and grab someone. In fact, what you could do is get Ponga and then cash up someone else to Hines later on. Uh, just be aware, you know, if you're really running low on trades, though, I don't know if I feel comfortable with Ponga. Like, I've brought him in knowing that I might have to trade him out, and I've accepted that risk. Yep. And uh, we should probably also, I know that we talked about Staff and Toa before. I, we probably need to jump back to that one really quickly, Adam. You pulled up a little bit of data on Staff and Toa. Uh, yes, I got rid of it to look up someone else. However, I am going to bring it up now. He doesn't have anything, and. And the five eights, he's played a little bit of fullback. I think from memory, it's like a thirty-seven average. Sorry, my okay. Just... Well, look, uh, and look, as we're not hearing fifty here, so at a thirty-seven average, he's six hundred nineteen k. You picked yeah. up before oh. you picked up Stafford Toa. Hey, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're, yeah, no, got it. because uh, Luke Brooks, if he was, if Luke Brooks was cooked for the season, you might be able to give Stafford Toa a run. But geez, I pick up Jerry Manu at that price. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Okay. Now, uh, another question. Uh, this one's for me. What do we do with people like Nick Arima and Totola? It's a great question. Not quite a keeper, but making money on the buy trade or keep cashing them out. Mate, I think that depends on, essentially, and this is the really tough part, the number of trades that go. If you can play a decent number this week, I would hold because the number of, I've really done the maths on this and it's really frustrating. They're absolute heck out of me. The number of sides which play both 16 and 19 is absolutely minimal, right? Six, yeah. 16, 17, and 19 is no one, right, apart from the eels. Yeah. So unless you're going to buy an eel and you've only got one or two eels, the answer is you hold them. So and the only eels that are worth buying are Hopgood. Well, I would say Moses, but Moses is gone. It's really we're like Hopgood, maybe Maddo. And really you're relying on like the, the lull factor of Maddo <laughs> kicking the ball. <laughs> It'll be crisp in defense, though. They're not going to be running wide at him. They're just going to no. try and cut. 
Who are they playing? They're playing the Bulldogs. I guess they'll try and burn him for speed, but Maddox, he's got a bit of edge speed, doesn't he, Mitch? Madison, Madison can move. It's a really interesting 5'8". Whether he's the ball skills and ball skills and player, sort of now it's hard to say, but he's not slow. That's it. And we'll look, the, the answer is they haven't gone with Bryce Cartwright, so I think they're going he's got a better skill set than Bryce. Yeah, and as I said, you, you can have him sort of in that more dynamic role, and he does have a step on him, though he's coming off an ankle injury. I think it's super interesting. I really like it. It's just it's just pure fun, if you ask me. That's it. Look, I might have to do it just for the fans this week. Yeah. Don't do it, Stu. You still have a chance. Leave it to some idiot like me. <laughs> Fair enough. Now, mate, you might be one of those trades who just make my season. It's probably going to be the one that ruins it, but you never know. No, don't do it, man. You're doing so well. Don't do it. Fair enough. All right. I'm going to have to have a think about what I do this week because I've got, I don't know, like $8 trillion worth of guys not playing now. Anyway, oh. look, I think that's the last question. I'm just going to quickly check if any last ones have come on. While I do that... uh. Adam, any last thoughts from you? Nah, nah. I was interested about the. I was actually the one that wrote the Nicarima Totola question. I'm yeah. holding them both, and I'm just sitting tight. I, I just looking at them, and I'm like, they're not keepers. Do I just flick them off to like a Simpkin or something? You know. Oh look, I, I, you could you could flick one of them off to a Simpkin. There's there's absolutely no issue there at all. So, I I wouldn't mind that because it's just your trade situation. If you're less than yeah. You're six or less? No. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There are guys rolling around with zero trades, like, on the chat. It's absolutely murdering me, dude. I'm like, what are you doing? And they're like, oh, guys, they're out. It's like, yes, that's what happens. You can't go to zero trades with, like, four games left until you get an extra eight. (laughs) All right. Uh, Mitch, anything for you? Uh, Main thing is learning for next year, guys. Like, I plan for the buys, and here I look at my screen, and I've made two trades, and I still have three people out so you know you just can't predict injuries and you can't predict origin i think next year i'll just go full tilt for points and if i pay the price i pay the price but i just getting slapped right now i don't know about you boys it's it's filth oh, yeah i'm with you oh uh, i'm i'm struggling i i'm so lucky i was i was seeing it like 700 points before the monday oh. game but I'm there are so like- many decisions i've made where i've held players against my better judgment sloan uh harris uh Gosh, even uh, Katoa, Hammer for periods there. It's just been rough. And uh, I would have got another players earlier. Jackson Ford held him for a long time. Still got him. Uh, I got Joey Tarpany for the same reason. I think I've next year I'll be Joey revising. Tarpany. Yeah, well, so do I. I'll be revising my strategy and just picking the best players and then pivoting with trades, etc. to um, plug the gaps because we have had a lot of trades with buys and I probably would be on the same amount had I tried to fill the gaps week to week during this tricky period. So... Anyway, just just a thought out there that I think I'll be revising my strategy for next year. Mm. Yeah, 100%. Yep. All right. Well, with that in mind, guys, uh, good luck this weekend. Uh, Enjoy the shorter rounds. Uh, Work out what to do with your Thursday nights. Maybe say hi to your family. And uh, I know I'll try to be doing that. They'll probably be like, who are you? (laughs) But enjoy. This is the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast. Round 16, signing out. Thanks for listening to the Boom or Bust podcast. Make sure to subscribe and check out our Facebook page for more info.